welcome. We love it when you guys are able to be here and join us in worship as well. And if 2020 has been anything, it seems like it's been one divisive and contentious issue after another. And there was hope for me that, you know, post-election we would, we would get to a little more peace, but the fact of the matter is we haven't, because it's November, which means it's Thanksgiving, yet we have people celebrating Christmas. It's a problem. And, and each year I become more and more concerned that people do not remember Thanksgiving. And, and I saw this posted the other day. There's two things wrong with it. One, it's just wrong. Just, you know, Halloween and basically Christmas is any day but Thanksgiving. And the date for Thanksgiving was wrong this year. I think. I think it's November 26th, if I'm right. But they, they posted it just a few days ago, and they didn't even have the date for Thanksgiving right. Which maybe tells you the kind of people who celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving. But, no, that's mean. You guys are great, but just wrong. <laughs> but, no, I'm sorry if you're one of these people, but Christmas music does not begin on November 1. It begins after Thanksgiving. Right? Putting up Christmas trees doesn't begin before Thanksgiving, but after. We have somebody in our office who already has a Christmas tree in their office. I won't name any names, but she may be in here over in this section. Can't, no, I won't say it. Um, but, uh, right? Or, or Christmas lights. I'll give you this. If you live in a place where it's cold, I can give a little leeway to put up Christmas lights before December, before Thanksgiving. Otherwise, it might be too cold. But you don't have to turn them on. You don't. Uh, but I know this is funny, but this is divisive. This is a big battle in my house with my wife each year. And so we kind of compromise. And I know that's, that's funny, but I think it, it gives us an important point. Is that so often we as humans, or more importantly as a people of God, sometimes find it difficult to remember. We find it difficult to remember God's faithfulness and provision in our lives so often. Because we, be, we become consumed by our present circumstances. Right? Our eyes become focused on everything that is swirling around us. We look at the pandemic and we look at ending the semester and, and we look at the things going on in our lives and in our families and we become consumed by our present circumstances. And we simply assume that that's what our future holds as well. A lack of hope. Struggle. Anxiety, fear, doubt, just feeling overwhelmed with everything that's happening. And what I want us to do this morning is spend some time remembering. Is to spend some time reflecting on God's faithfulness and provision in our lives, and in His Word, and what He's done, and I want to give us space to do that. And so this morning will be a little bit different, but before we get to that space, before we can reflect, I want to take us to Genesis chapter 23. You have your Bibles, you can go there, or else it'll be on the screen. But Genesis 23, the bulk of the Abrahamic narrative has taken place thus far. Genesis 12, God calls Abraham and gives him his promises of a great name and of many descendants and of land. In Genesis chapter 15, God reassures Abraham of that promise, that he will have a son, that he will have an heir, even though his wife is barren. Genesis chapter 17, Abraham and Sarah kind of 
lack a little bit of faith and take it into their own hands to produce God's promise rather than letting God produce it himself, yet God still reassures them that a son, that an heir, is coming. And then in Genesis 21 and 22, Isaac is born. God delivers him from the sacrifice. And this brings us to Genesis 23, the death of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And I want to read for us the first few verses of chapter 23. Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kiriath Arba. Just a fun fact, when preachers read hard names, they just say it with confidence and they don't know if that's actually how you pronounce it. But that is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abram, Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham rose up from before his dead and said to the Hittites, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. This text, these few verses, give us a picture of Abraham's circumstances. We can see that it says in the land of Canaan, Abraham was in the promised land. The land God said that he would give Abraham, yet Abraham did not own any land yet. It was not his. The text tells us that Sarah has died and Abraham went in and mourned for her and wept for her. His wife died. Think about his story. Think about his life from God displacing him and calling him from his family to his wife being barren to having a kid to almost sacrificing that kid. Think of everything that they had gone through together. And she's dead. She has died. He's in pain. He is hurting. He's experienced a great loss. And then Abraham gets up and he engages in a conversation and he, he describes himself in this way. I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. He's a stranger in the land God had promised him. Abraham owns no land. And he's not entitled to buy any because he's a stranger. Because he's a foreigner. He's not allowed to possess land here. And he's a foreigner and a stranger in the land that God told him would be his. So Abraham's circumstances are not hopeful. They are not joyful. And I think maybe in this moment where you're at and where I'm at, this might be how we're feeling right now. We think about the pandemic and it's swirling and numbers seem to be climbing every day and more and more restrictions come out and we think, can I go home or can I not go home? What does that look like? Maybe you've been in isolation and quarantine. One, two, even three times, and you've been alone for two or four or six weeks, or you're in it now, and you're listening to it, and it's lonely, and it's isolating, and you just doesn't have much hope for when you get out. Maybe it's just personal stuff, things that you're walking through, family stuff that's going on. We know you guys are carrying all sorts of burdens that seem to just stay in you, and, and not, you're not sure what to do with, or the end of a semester. You guys have a lot of work to do finals and projects and trying to finish everything before going home and then transitioning to online and maybe you're just feeling completely and totally overwhelmed 
And it's so easy for us to focus our eyes on those circumstances. It's so easy for us to see only the things that are happening around us. And we are convinced that this is what our future holds as well. We're convinced that this is what's going to happen when we come back next semester. We're unsure of what classes will be, of what it will look like. And there's fear, and there's anxiety, and there's hurt, and there's doubt, and there's frustration. What does Abraham do in this moment? What do you do in this moment? Well, Abraham, the text tells us in verse 3, it says he rose up from before his dead. He rose up from his circumstances, and he began to engage in a conversation with a man. He wanted to purchase property. He wanted a place to bury his wife. And there was a back and forth. There was bartering and negotiations going on. And um, here's what Abraham finally says towards the end of these negotiations in verse 9. He says, For the full price, let him give it to me in your presence as property for a burying place. He wanted to purchase it. The man he's talking to wanted to give it to him. The man he's talking to wanted to give him a tomb, but Abraham wanted to purchase property. It's important. The man just wanted to give him a burying place, a tomb, but Abraham said, no, I want more than that. I want property. Why? Why did he want this? He wanted it so that it would be a legal purchase, so no one could take it from him, so that it would be his. But even more than that, I think Abraham knew the promise of God. Abraham wanted to, um, wanted to anchor himself and his descendants to the land that God had promised. The land for Abraham was not simply a tomb to bury his wife, but it was a symbol of God's promises and faithfulness and provision. And Abraham so believed in God's word that he purchased this land. He bought the land in faith. Here's how one commentator describes it. He says, The legal action of purchase is a full investment and a promise against the present circumstance. Here's what this means. Abraham is saying to the Lord, he's saying, God, I trust you despite my present circumstances. He's saying, God, I trust you despite the death of my wife and the hurt and the pain that I'm feeling. God, I trust you despite the fact that I own no land and the land that you said would be mine. And God, I'm going to purchase the land. I'm going to buy the land. Even though I don't see any way for me to possess it in the future, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I am going to purchase it because Over and over again in my life, you have been faithful and you have provided. I am going to purchase the land because I believe you are a God who fulfills your promises. What Abraham was doing was remembering his past and all that God has done. And as a result of that, he knew what his future would be. Abraham was remembering God's faithfulness and provision in his past, and as a result, knew that his future would be continued faithfulness and continued provision from God. 
And the same is true for us. We can look back in our lives and see God's faithfulness and provision in Scripture and in big moments and in small little minute details and things in our lives, and we can know what our future holds, a future of deliverance, a future of freedom, a future without COVID, a future without unrest, a future of fulfilled promises and reconciliation and renewal and transformation from whatever circumstance, struggle, or fear you are in the midst of right now. And it starts with remembering. A Jewish scholar, Abraham Heschel, he says this. He says, much of what the Bible demands can be comprised in one word, remember. To remember is not simply a mental, an empty mental act. To remember means literally to remember the body. To bring the separated parts of the community of truth back together to reunite the whole. The opposite of remember is not forget, but dismember. Our present circumstances, whatever your present circumstance is, that is not the lens in which we should color our future. But it is in remembering God's faithfulness and provision in our lives and in his word that puts us back together. That makes us whole and that gives us a vision for what the future will be. Gives us a vision for what next semester will be. Gives us a vision of God's faithfulness and provision over and over and over again. And so this morning I want us to give us space to do that. We're going to, to spend some time reflecting and remembering on God's faithfulness and provision in our lives. If you're here in the BJ Han, you should have a card and a pen. Hopefully you brought a pen as well. If there aren't enough cards, there's some on the aisles and the empty rows that you can grab as well. If you're listening online or you're in your car or it's a podcast or on the radio, I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, to sit and to reflect you're driving, don't close your eyes. That'd be bad. But here's what I want you to do. Here's what I hope is to remember, to write out, to reflect how God has been faithful to you in your life. Maybe it's a scripture you go back to time and time again. Maybe it's a story in scripture. Maybe it's a moment this semester where God blessed you and encouraged you. Write out scripture, draw a picture. Write out events. And may these pieces of paper, may your thoughts of remembering and reflection be a symbol of what is to come. God's faithfulness and God's provision. And as you finish, as you write these things out, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to actually ask you to bring those things forward and put them on the stairs. That can be after chapel, that can be during chapel. And what we're going to do is we're going to put them up in the campus center. And I, I have this picture of our campus community. And whether you're in here or not, we'll provide you the opportunities to write stuff out. And we're going to put them in the campus center. And it's going to be a mural and a symbol of what next semester holds. It's going to be a mural and a symbol of what God is going to do, which is be faithful. And so we believe that. And so take this time. Enjoy 
rest and write these things out. And as you are finished, you can bring them up and just place them on the steps. This is what is to come. The people you wrote down, the events that took place, the verses and scriptures that grab your heart. That is what is to come. That is what next semester holds. That is what is ahead of us, God's faithfulness and provision. And can you imagine as us, as a campus community, as Defender Nation around the world and in this nation, if we did not to respond to short-term circumstances, but we acted on the surety of an unseen future. The surety of God's faithfulness and freedom and deliverance. And so we're going to put these up in the campus center, on the stairs, kind of as you make a line in the grill. And if you're not with us this morning and you want to write something else, we'll have supplies there for you to come and write and to leave it there. And we'll stick it up. And may this be a symbol for what God has for us, for Dort University, for his people forever. So will you receive this blessing as you leave this place, as you go home and finish up this semester and have a break. May you act on the surety of your unseen future. May you remember God's faithfulness and provision in your life, his child, and act on that, and believe that, and respond to that, because he is faithful, and he's good. Go in peace, go and finish well, go and give thanks to our incredible God this Thanksgiving. Go in peace.